Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of The Brent Pella Show. Today's guest is one of my close friends and one of my favorite creators, Stevie Emerson. He created and runs the Slappers Only channel on YouTube, at Slappers Only IG on Instagram. Um, hell of a hard worker, man. And uh, cool dude, chill guy. We had a chill, fun hang time. And we're talking about everything. Talk about acting, talk about comedy, stand-up, um, eventually aliens, and uh, some other fun stuff. I think you'll really enjoy it. So please enjoy episode 51 with my buddy, Stevie Emerson. Yeah! Yeah, give me that smile. Are we dude. live? Yeah. Yeah, dude, we're live. Welcome to life. Hey, what's up, brother? Yeah, what's up, dude? But if I say something bad, you could edit it out, right? Yeah, but I'm not going to because I want to incriminate you as much cool. as possible. Yeah, just like this super, super... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what's up, dude? Thanks for cruising, bro. Yeah, this is sick, man. Are you still hot in the camera? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. It's all right. Do you still find yourself, um, when, when we shot that sketch the other day, you weren't directing it. Yeah. Do you, did the weirdest you, day of my life. Did you like <laughs> not directing it? Do you like not um, being fully part of that process? Dude, I'm still processing it to be honest. It was cool. Cause it was like, I was happy for Mitch. That's why he moved to LA to do stuff like that. And I really respect Mitch. He's, he's got a good hustle going. Mm-hmm. He understands comedy very well. So I was stoked to see him doing his thing. And I learned a lot just from watching him direct, like how he was directing the actors. I noticed stuff that I do that sucks where mm. like you, I actually use you as an example, like you, Nikki, Trevor, Maddie, Sherman, only stand-up comics can do that. Like one line feed stuff. Cause you guys are used to talking to yourselves. Oh, right, right, right. You're yeah. used to just, you know, firing jabs until someone laughs. Yeah. So like you guys yeah. can do that. It's like, okay, camera's rolling on Brent. Okay. Now do it this way. Now do it that way. And yeah. you just do. Like the first time we did the alien movie, it was just like, bah, 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 bah. but with like real actors or anybody that studies acting, you can't do that. And no. so I noticed he was doing that with um, like Max and Reggie and some of the other guys who are like more classically trained and yeah, they were like yeah. getting stop start. So I was like, I should probably stop doing that. But yeah, to answer your question, it was cool, but um, it was, it was a learning experience. Definitely. Do you, do you, I got to get better at it. How, what percentage of the stuff you guys are putting out right now? Are you at like, the helm of as far as directing it goes what does helm mean like you're at the helm of it you're steering the ship just because you use the word in the sentence i mean it's still it's still eight how do you spell it h-e-l-m h-e-l-m okay yeah. i'm gonna look that it's up tight, dude. it's a tight word honestly it's one of the best words at the helm of so that at like the, the heart of heart of it like if you're at the helm of a ship you're steering the ship it's a ship okay ship. yeah 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 i'll definitely look into that brother yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like when you, okay, so when you, you transitioned from at Stevie Emerson right. with an underscore yeah. to at Slappers Only IG with no underscore. With no underscore. We're working on getting a new at right underscore? now, too. Oh, no, new at. just at okay. Slappers. The chick, I messaged her. She finally got back to me. She's like, I'll let you know on Monday how much. Do you have much. to buy it? I offered her money, but mm. she's she's iffy about it. I'm going to keep interrupting you, too. Please, so, please yeah, do. Is it else. just Slappers? You don't want Slappers Only? And that's the thing with Mitch, bro, is like what he really does is that. <laughs> I'm just going to make this as difficult. Uh, no, it's just at slappers. Why not slappers only? Because the guy has an inactive account and he won't respond. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any connections at Instagram? I've tried everything. Like, yeah. I know people there and they're like, there's nothing You've we can do. You've reported it a bunch. Everything. And, yeah, it sucks, dude. But um, what was your question? <laughs> uh, it was something about Helm. I don't know. Oh, how much am I still doing? 
Yeah, yeah. So when you switched, because you switched up the whole brand was Stevie Emerson. It was just you, and you know you were the focus because you're the star, and you're uh, you have a huge ego, and everybody knows that. <laughs> and um, no, but th- but you switched to Slappers Only, and you brought more people on the team. And thanks for having me on the Brent Peller show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, so now, like the difference is you're not you're not directing every single piece. Like you're not. The, the no, I mean, that was the first time. Like, I'm still basically what we wanted to do was I just, I've always, I've wanted more of like <clears throat> my dream is to like have a production company and have like a team. Yeah. And like, it was cool to have everything under my name, but it, it was a lot of other personal issues um, that we're not going to talk about on the Brent Pella show. Mm-hmm. We'll but, talk about it on the Stevie Emerson show. Yeah, yeah. on the Slavish Podcast. But um, no, I, I like the dream is to like have like, like Family Guy, you know, like 12 writers, you have writers' rooms, you have concepts being thrown in, spec scripts submitted. And so, like, we still have all that. Like, people, we have a couple writers now. We have people submitting concepts. But, like, cool. I still do all the final drafts. I do all the final scripts. I do all the final edits. I do all that. But, like, I don't do the grunt work of, like, you know, brainstorming and, like, figuring all that out. Like, I'll still do it, but we have other people for that now. Yeah, yeah. What about, like, producing when it comes to producing shows? Uh, Reese does that. Cool. Dude, yeah. Reese is a killer. She's the best. Yeah, she's yeah. a killer. Is she a trained actor? Uh, yeah, she she, get into it with you guys. So she moved to LA to do producing. Like that's actually what she wants to do. And she specifically, yeah. Nice. Like she did, uh, like she took cinematography classes, directing classes, producing classes. And along the way, everybody's taken some acting classes at some point. So she just kind of fell into it. But, uh, no, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't prefer acting. She prefers, she prefers putting stuff together. Cool. Yeah. So like when we have a script, yeah, when we have a script, a final script we send it to her she goes through gets the props locations everything yeah. and then moves forward but yeah the goal is to have just like a full team that's great did you ever take an acting class no not one no not a single i one. took an elective in college mm-hmm. um but it wasn't like an actual class it was just kind of like you know i needed credit yeah and it was like this guy at arizona state that was just <laughs> mad that he never made it in yeah. la yeah it was weird yeah what about I you feel that. i took one like uh, classical acting class maybe three years ago. It was a Meisner class. I hated yeah. it. I had a terrible time. There yeah. were like 30 people in the class. The instructor would talk for an hour and a half yeah. at the beginning of the class. Literally, he would lecture for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then we would have another hour and a half and each person would get up to act out this like drill, this Meisner technique drill right. for five to ten minutes and then sit down as the next pair went. So over the course of three hours, you're on stage in a moment for, 10 for minutes. five to ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, and the class was like eight hundred fifty dollars, and I took it because I wanted. It was. I mean, I'm glad I took it because now I know I what I am not missing out on. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I can't imagine like having that be the type of thing that you're focused on and like going in and barely getting anything out of it. It's all an illusion. Like, it's like you think you're getting better and you think you're getting work done and you think you're like progressing, but you're really not like the only way you're doing getting better is by like doing it. Doing it. I almost feel it's the same way with stand up. Like you do so many open mics at some point, like you get really good at open mics and that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people that are killers at open mics. Yeah. Cause you're just making jokes that comics like, or like meta jokes. It's like, you're not actually working on your material. So I have a ton of acting buddies. My buddy Olivo actually was like, he was like, dude, I moved to LA five years ago. I've taken every class. I've done this. That guy knows his stuff, bro. Like he's done his homework on everything. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Like up, back, sideways. That guy can tell you everything about acting, directing, film, everything. 
he goes, dude, I feel like I've gotten worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I show up, you and Alex have never taken any acting classes. Like, yeah. and I'm like, well, we've just done it almost every day for three years. And that's where you get better. You know, it's like yeah. the more you try and tell someone, then do this, then do that. It's like, I feel like happy going where it's like, just let me put the ball in the hole. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, just let me do it. Just like let me just do it. roll a camera. Like just go. And then mess up and see yourself mess up and then do better the next time. Yeah. And the, the training stuff, like maybe that Meisner class was part of a program that's just like shitty. Yeah. Because I know I have friends that are like really good actors that went through training stuff. But it's also like, like you said, the people who do open mics for years and find the, their comfort zone in open mics and like local yeah. indie shows and that's it. Yeah. Like, all right, fine. If that's your goal. But if that's not your goal, you got to recognize that's just not helping you. Yeah. At 100%. all. You have to get, you have to get out of your comfort zone and start doing. Yeah. Different and shit. All my friends that take like acting classes, like even some very, very talented friends are like pretty successful. They're like, I mean, I guess you want to always keep getting better, but like, I, mm-hmm. I like, how many can you go to? Like, Dude, I hear yeah. people still going to class and like, they're just stealing your money. Like, yeah, it's a scam. A lot of those classes are <laughs> fucking scams, dude. Especially yeah. the ones with like more, if you have more than 10 people in an acting class, it's a scam. Yeah. It's a complete scam. You can't have 30 people that want to be actors in the same room. It's just the, like, there's no, you, you don't get time to act. You, you don't get time to connect with people. Right. Um, the improv classes I took over the years were great. And yeah. I loved those. And I highly recommend those. Really? Yeah. Way more than an acting class. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, depending on the school, the improv or the sketch class is an acting class. They're yeah. training you to act right? because you have to commit to the drama of the scene. And that's where the comedy comes from. Yeah. Right? Um, so I really liked those experiences for the most part, there were some yeah. times where I didn't. But. Dude, I I did one class at Groundlings mm-hmm. when I first started in like 2018 because I was working with this manager at the time. And that's when I realized management also isn't for me and traditional stuff isn't for me. Mm-hmm. We'll be independent forever. Another conversation for another mm-hmm. Brent Pella show. No, that'll but, happen in about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, bring it up. Cool. Yeah. But basically, uh, she was like, I really want you in improv class. You're going to meet a bunch of people. You're going to meet like people you can work with, this and that, this whole different thing, which is cool. But then, like, dude, I just straight up don't think improv is funny. Like, it's not funny. Like, like it's just as a performance medium. Like it, when you're watching, it's it? just so goofy, and it's like, oh, we got him. Like, it, it, it's not like mm. to me. It's just more like you're relying on like the spontaneous stuff, and like, can't believe he like he did that in that situation, and then someone tapped him out. It's just like it's just dumb to me. Like, sure, the, sure. if you if someone like I just appreciate let me ask you this though, bro. Have you ever seen really good improv? Really, really good improv. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the career improvisers at Groundlings on like a Thursday night at prime time. These are people that are like middle aged. They've been working actors for years, and when they're doing improv, it's none of that goofy shit. That goofy shit is like the first couple levels right. at UCB or something when right. everybody's trying to figure out how right. to not make dick jokes. You right, know? but you really bad improv is like the worst thing that it's exists. horrible it's literally the worst thing that exists. next to, it's worse next than war. To stand up it's worse than war <laughs> and um but good improv i yeah. argue is one of the if not the funniest fucking really? thing i've ever seen in my life yeah, yeah. well my mind's already made up so i'm not <laughs> I'm married to my opinions. Um, no, yeah, there's I mean, some good improv. I've seen some stuff over the years. Like I had a friend, you know. Oh, she did. She finished Groundlings. She was like my sister's friend. I'm pretty sure I saw one of her shows. I like, and I, I, I just saw a bunch of people that went through Groundlings, and like they were pretty. They were funny, but like I don't know. I guess I, yeah, I guess I haven't seen like. 
you got to see good, like really good improv. Like yeah. um, Ask Cat at UCB, which is it has people like David Koechner mm-hmm. and uh, Matt Besser, who co-founded UCB. We'll do it sometimes. Um, what's the dude's name? Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. He's in a lot of Will Ferrell movies. He was in Step Brothers, and he's a dude that says, uh, "Oh, Rob Riggle, Rob Riggle, yeah. Rob Riggle will do it." Like people, like I'm talking about people like that. Like when they do improv, right? It is literally the funniest fucking thing. It's like yeah. it's like watching Eminem freestyle in yeah. Eight Mile. Like it's that level. Yeah. Of, Holy fuck. How does how is this happening in front of right. me right now? Um, and That's it's how I like feel magic. when I watch like you and Sherman riff and like Maddie. Sherman's funny, dude. Dude, he's great, man. He just kind of go, goes off, yeah, <laughs> and he's got this energy. It's he's really yeah, funny. he's on another level. Yeah. He's he's also done a ton of improv, I think. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I like I don't really like stand up either. But then like when I watch like really good stand up you like I, performing stand up or watching stand up uh watching mm-hmm. um performing stand up's great it's attention everyone likes you it's amazing yeah, it's the best but <laughs> it's a, it's a drug yeah um but as far as like actual stand up i more appreciate the art of it like i'm like wow that was a great setup or wow that was a great turnaround yeah, yeah or yeah. stuff like that like i i'm the same way i like film in that regard i really like yeah. the structure of stand up but improv yeah. i just can never get into i feel you I can't watch stand up for more than a couple minutes on TV. Yeah. Like I can't get TV five you minutes. can't even it's I, not I, even the I same can't art. Tell you the last yeah. time I watched a special, dude. It's just hard for me. Yeah. But live, I went to Chris D'Elia's special taping and um it was really cool, but he had a big TV that was running through his bits so that he could look up every couple minutes and see like what was next, which makes sense in a way because he's shooting a special and it's like a huge Netflix thing, so he doesn't want to get off yeah. track. But to me, it also like kind of took away from the in the momentness, I guess you could say, of of how um, how I love stand up to be. Right. Um, but I don't. I also don't think I, I would ever put out an hour long stand up special. Really? Yeah. No. If I'm gonna put up put out a special, it's gonna be like my like style, which isn't just stand up. Have you ever seen Nick Kroll's special? He has a comedy special. His first one, maybe his only one. Um, but it was a mix. He was doing. He would do stand up for a couple minutes, and then it would cut to like a character sketch. Oh, that's and then right. It would cut yeah, back to the yeah, stage, yeah, yeah. and he's a character on stage, and it would yeah. cut away. So more so, like a one man show. Yeah. So that's yeah. actually what I was starting to run in 2020, like in the late around this time last year, I was starting to put up a one man show type thing where I would do stand up for like 10 minutes, and I would have it blocked out. Like these are the bits, and then the last bit of that 10 minutes would be like about CrossFit. And then the projector would come down behind me and it would play like a two minute clip of my fitness guy. Right. And then I would come back on stage as the fitness guy. Right. I'd, have, I'd have another five minutes, interact with the crowd. Yeah. Everything's going crazy. You didn't do that in Chicago, did you? I know you did some musical stuff there. I remember that. No, I but... did. <clears throat> I did um, that Adele bit, which is just like yeah. a big crazy dance thing. Yeah. The uh, breakup. Yeah. 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 And that's really fun. But like special wise and putting together a big show. And this is what I want to start doing more of now that I can go back on the road a little bit is trying to do that variety type thing. Cause like my attention, sp- if I'm making it for me, my attention span is already all over the place. So I'm drawn to something that's, Oh, a new character. Ooh, an interaction, a video, Ooh, some stand up. Yeah. So that's what I like to see. So that's yeah. what I'm going to make. Yeah. Stand up gets old in my opinion after like 25 minutes, Yeah. even like the best, like Louis CK's new special. Sorry. I love him. Mm-hmm. His new stuff. Like, after like his middle 20 was just like super boring but then it, like it's hard to stay funny for an hour straight it's really hard dude 
That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming by, bro. (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude. So you're sitting on how many videos right now for slappers? Um, not enough, man. Uh, we're, we're booked till June, which feels pretty good, but we had a meeting that went super late last night and we decided that we're going to try and just finish the year. Like we were going to go till June and then make this only fans thing. And, um, the script that I showed you and all that. Um, but we realized we can, we can't make another web series until we're six months out. So we're just going to stay another month, two months just on the sketches. Um, and then start hacking at the longer stuff. Cool. So till June, yeah, Tuesday, Thursday. Cool. That's dope, dude. Are you gonna do a Kickstarter to raise money? Yeah, I think so. Not a ton. Like we need like between like ten and fifty G's. So it's not gonna be like a legit film with like. I mean, it's gonna be like upper mid tier. Well, so what like, was the budget on Area Fifty One? Um, it yeah. was <laughs> uh, seven grand. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's great, dude. like 7,500 bucks. I'm like... Wow. That's... Yeah. I, I would have guessed double probably. Yeah. I mean, we made it work, but we also don't want to have to do that again. Like nobody got paid. Nobody... Right. Which is fine. Nobody needs to get paid, but like we couldn't well, really afford... No. <laughs> well, no, like like lunches and stuff. Like yeah, everybody yeah. still was kind of getting their own lunches and snacks. Who shot it? Uh, ben? No, Ben didn't get paid. Wow. Because we were... We, I mean, he owned 30% of the company at that point. So it was oh, sure, like, sure, sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this next one we want to be like upper mid tier. Our first actual movie is coming out next year. The one that we wrote, we just want this Coachella? one to be like, no, that's just another, um, short film, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to talk about it because it's that good. Wow. Uh, but it's the first one me and Alex wrote. It's like an hour and a half. That's going to be 2021. That's going to be our first, like 2022. Gonna, you mean? Yeah. Whatever, dude. It's all uh, we're in 2021 ra- right now, which is why what you said is wrong. <laughs> Keep going though. The fourth dimension is sick. <laughs> um, no, but 2022, uh, 2027, yeah, we're going to sure. make a, our first like legit film with like, we're trying to get like between 500 K and like 2 million for that. Great. And like, that's going to be like our actual, you do that. Just hit up Mark Cuban, dude. I think so. He follows slappers only. Yeah. If you, I, he's the type of guy that would read a DM and be like, yeah, let's do it. I think so. Yeah. He's got billions, dude. Yeah. Like if I had that much money, I would be throwing money at people like, you. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And on Shark Tank, he's always just like, "Yeah, I love helping out people from Indiana." Here's three million. <laughs> like, Jesus, he just so he just seems like cool like that. But yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna keep our head down with the sketches. We're gonna try and stay ahead on that. Like I said, we're booked till June. We're gonna try and get to like September, October. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to plan out my years now, bro. Like I realized at the end, like around like September, October ish. I just get like very, very, very burnt out. Mm. So I want to try and take three months off at the end of the year, every year for the rest of my life. Months? Yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah. a quarter of a year. Yeah. What do you mean by off? Completely off? Hands off? Um, or just watching, yeah. giving notes type deal? Yeah. I mean, I just I just don't want to work for those three months. Like, And if I do work, I want it to be like, well, I really feel like writing today. I'm going to go sketch some stuff out, but not like I got to get this done before Friday, like yeah, that yeah. whole thing. So what? So let me ask you this then. If that's a three-month mental type break for you, yeah. why not um, uh, 
spread that out over the course of the year and take like a weekend off here, take a week off here, fucking fly to Italy. Um, you know what I mean? My brain just doesn't work like that, man. Okay. Like I'm right now I'm like two months sober and yeah. I, I think I'm just going to finish the year sober. I just want to like keep my head down, get ahead, get ahead, get ahead, stay focused, mm-hmm. um, keep building, 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 and then just relax. Like I know everybody says that they're like, well, why don't you just have one drink here? One drink there. It's just like, me personally, I'd rather just work for nine months, like work like, you know, between eight and 16 hour days every yeah, day. Yeah. Keep my head down, stay focused. Not like, I just feel like when you drink or when you take breaks, you like, you're just taken out of it. And like, it takes so long to get in a rhythm mm-hmm. that like, I don't want to get out of the rhythm. And then even for relaxing, I can't even really relax to like day three or four. Like the first two days of relaxing, I'm still wound up. I'm like, oh, do we have something to post? We have this. Like, Mm, you know, I'm not able to just like go to the beach and chill that day because the whole day I'm like, well, tomorrow I have to start editing again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I heard an interview with Kobe and Ellen DeGeneres actually, and he actually brought it up where he was like, yeah, it takes me like a week, RIP, before Mm -hmm. I can like legitimately decompress. And so for me, naturally in the winter, I'm just like more, not sad, but I'm just like, wow, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And I just want to chill out. Yeah, I, I get that in like mid-December through yeah. like mid-January. And I actually get sad during those times because yeah. it's always like... The winter blues, man. Dude, it's the winter blues. Yeah. And it's also like the New Year's thing of seeing how everybody's celebrating everything they've done in the yeah. past year. And yeah. how everybody's like making their resolutions for the next year. And I look... I Literally for the past like four years around that time, I always look back at my previous year and I'm like, fuck, what did I, do? I did yeah. nothing. Did I really do nothing? Yeah. Am I really still here in yeah. this position where I'm like, I know one knows me. I'm broke. I'm doing this. I'm that. It's a dangerous trap yeah. to fall into. And yeah. then mid January comes and I start to pull my head out of my ass and just yeah. hit the ground running. Like 100%. And that exactly that is like, I felt the same way since honestly, since high school, like it yeah. was like, Oh, I'm, you know, the basketball team only went five and five this year or like this and that. I would always look back and feel the exact same way. So I'm trying to just like piece together patterns the same way for like diet and stuff. Like, okay, mm-hmm. for my mental health, what's going to make me the happiest. Like I truly think, again, this is probably going to be my first year doing it, but like nine, 10 months of just like hard work, obviously take my days off where I can, you know, yeah. like not like full days, but like, but like a light day. Yeah, like yeah. today I probably won't do much. Um, yeah. And then like tomorrow I'll get back at it with filming and stuff. But this is my first year doing that. I'm trying to just like answer to my body instead of like, cool. oh, I feel exhausted and tired and scared and sad. Time to keep working. It's right, like, right, right, right. No, right, meditate right, right. on it. Think about it. Take a break and, yeah. and then come back. Connect with yourself. That's huge. Yeah. If, you, if you're able to communicate with your body and your mind, then yeah. you connect the two and figure out what's going to be best. Yeah, 100%. And I still meditate every day and stuff. Like in the middle of my day before bed, I try and get like at least 15 minutes in of just cool. like nothing. Yeah. And then that really, dude, it's crazy how much that works. It does. It's, I started it's right when I wake up now. I, yeah. I'm trying that now. Yeah. Because it used to be pretty sporadic, like a couple times a week here and there when yeah. I remember to. Yeah. But now I'm trying to make it a hard thing. Like as soon as I'm it's done. the only way to do it. Up, yeah. Yeah, you don't look at your phone till you do yoga, right? Never. Yeah. I really yeah. respect that, man. Yeah. yeah. It's it's mental health is the same as like the same way we're gonna plan this two month, you know, only fan series where it's gonna be nonstop work. Mm-hmm. I wanna plan my breaks. I yeah. wanna plan my breaks. And vacations. just so you guys know, if you're hearing Stevie talk about an OnlyFans series, he is starting his own OnlyFans. <laughs> and uh, that's what he's planning for. Yeah, dude. Um did you, did you have an OnlyFans for slappers at one point? Yeah, we started one um, as like a Patreon OnlyFans thing. Yeah. Because uh, I was told by a lot of people that it's going to be like the new wave as far as like... Um, Patreon? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the, Patreon's huge, but I heard OnlyFans was actually trying to transition. 
to more like form? yeah yeah and to more like um like mainstream creators like you or like you know trevor actually said that they hit him up really and he sent me that uh my buddy sean sean young very cool dude sent me a, a, a no jumper you know that dude yeah, yeah yeah he does a podcast and i guess he went on this huge rant about how OnlyFans is going to be the new thing for like podcasts and stuff to really? where you're gonna yeah so we thought it was that and then honestly we just realized our content like wasn't where it needed to be the videos were sucking the behind the scenes weren't that fun to watch and mm -hmm. it was just a huge waste of money so we shut it down however we started slaps.vip you can Ooh. go to that right now, www.slaps.vip, and that's our Patreon. So we're going to start doing that. Oh, cool. That's yeah. great. We just we want to do our own website because we didn't want Patreon to take a cut. Yeah, you don't want to give a cut. Yeah. So you're going to do a subscription-based model? Yeah, we have the whole thing built. My brother, bless his heart, built the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, he did a great job. It looks sick. Awesome. Um, there's a $5, $10, and $25 tier. and then But since we're not starting the podcast, we just have it built. And once we... You're going to launch it with the podcast? Uh, the original plan was uh, start posting everything a week early, like yeah. all of our sketches, post whole seasons, uh, stuff like that. But now that we have the podcast, we're either going to do it with that or with the movies. We don't know. Or like a stand-up cool. special. Go to Slash VIP. It's five bucks on there. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. built now. We don't quite know what we're going to use it for, but it's built. That's interesting. You know, I, I considered Patreon a couple different times. You 100% should, bro. You'd make so much money. I don't know, dude, because bro. here's the thing. Here's my hesitation. So much and, money. And then you can tell me what you think. I don't um, want to hear it, man. Okay, great. I'm going to start one. Uh, like, the dudes that I see that are doing Patreon and really killing it, like Ryan Long is a comedian out of New York who has one. I mean, Tim Dillon, you know, Theo Vaughn. Those, but those guys are making like 40 grand a month or some crazy number like that. Um, I don't know if I have the capacity to create the extra content for the people who are subscribing. Do you know what I mean? I think like you, another I, podcast a week. Did you or think like you had extra the, sketches? Did you think you had the capacity to do two sketches a week once you bumped them up four months ago? I guess not. And now it's the norm, right? Like yeah. you don't know. Like you got this sick apartment now, and like you didn't know you would ever have this, and now you're you're not gonna have an apartment that's not nicer than this moving forward. Right? <laughs> no, I'm serious, <laughs> right, bro. Right, I'm serious. Right. Like yeah. after moving into my house, like. It's a lot of money, but I will not live in a house that's not as nice as that yeah. moving forward. If that means yeah. I have to work twice as hard as that. Yeah. So I think like with the Patreon thing, like I personally don't think you could do it with a sketch, like an extra sketch a week. That's hard. But with this, dude, like as soon like as Like a we, podcast or like yeah, an extra. Bro, as soon as we wrap, you just let it roll for 45 more minutes. You do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's extra content. It doesn't have to be. I think a podcast is the easiest in my opinion. Yeah. It's also fun. It's easy and fun. That's yeah. the only reason I do If it wasn't easy, like I set this up in 10 minutes, dude. Yeah. If this had taken me 11 minutes, I yeah. would quit doing the podcast. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, I'll, I'll keep thinking about it. But it's just like, I don't know. I I, uh, I I don't know. I guess I would do it. I guess maybe. Dude, it's just funny because like I, guess maybe. I, I just look at all these other people who are like, you know, very successful on Patreon or YouTube or all these different things. Like they didn't do anything crazy. They just started small and you're probably only going to have 10 patrons, pa patrons the first month. Yeah. And you're going to get 25. And the next thing you know, at the end of the year, when you're super sad and depressed, you're right. going to look back <laughs> and you're going to have 500 people subbing your stuff. Yeah. You know, like I remember I actually brought this up the, at the meeting we had last night because we were talking about if we're going to do the podcast, if it's the right time or not. 
And I brought up Trevor because I mean, he's just done such a great job the past couple of years. And he's the person that I've known, like personally, like I had more followers than him when we started out and now he's just like taking it to another level. It's highly, yeah. highly, highly respectable. Yeah. But I remember when he started the podcast, it was kind of like, what are you doing type of thing? Like, and he was like, oh, we're just getting it in motion now. And I remember looking at his podcast, it didn't really have many views, didn't his page, Patreon didn't have many views. Dude, he's got like 6,000 patrons now yeah. at like 10 bucks a month. Like, yeah, at, but, but that took two and a half years. That yeah. wasn't, but you have to start and then let it grow with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'll think about it, dude. Yeah. I'll think about it, bro. Yeah. I'll I think, it's, it, I think it's worth it with the podcast, with, specifically with the podcast. I think that's Just an extra episode a week. I don't think it's that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were going to do an extra sketch, there's moving parts. There's a ton yeah, of editing. I guess that's where my head was at is that it would be an extra sketch, but I really don't want to do that. I can't be doing that. I don't Plus I want to really keep is. the sketches as like, you don't have to pay to see them. Yeah. Like they just come out. Yeah. And it's just bonus, bonus content is bonus content. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um. So you're like heavy political now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I just, 2020 like broke my brain open, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, what the uh, something that I've lived by throughout this whole time I've been like trying to write and perform and evolve as a writer performer is write what you know and write what you feel. And so last spring, especially like prior to that, I maybe did a political thing here and there, topical thing, but it was more like culture oriented. Um, but now it's like the culture is political. And so if you're, if you're making really topical things, it's, it has to be political because that's the number one trending thing. Um, so it's also ridiculous. And I just like pointing out the ridiculousness yeah. of certain things. It, yeah. It's, it's, I personally love the, the stage that we're all at as far yeah. as like the creators that we work with, because I, I don't know, I'm big on like reflection and just like taking a step back. Yeah. Like I always tell my friends how much I love them. And I'm just like, dude, what we're doing is sick right now. You know, like I always look at Alex, I'm like, this is dope. Like yeah, I always yeah. like looking back. I personally think it's so cool right now. How like all of us have been working together for a couple of years, me, you, Nikki Sherman, all these people, all these young comics. And I yeah. just love seeing like the shape that everyone's taking. Dude, it's really cool. Like, I love the fact that like, we're kind of the cinematic people and like, mm -hmm. we're moving towards that. And then like, you've kind of taken the politics route. And like, I don't think that, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Like, and cause I know in 10 years from now, when you have your own, like the daily show, I'm going to be like, I remember when we started doing that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's just a cool, um, I already, I think time's already happened and this is all an illusion, not joking. So I think that like that has already happened and this is just kind of like that first This is the precursor. We're it's, living it's in the sick, precursor. Dude. Dude. It's yeah. awesome. It, it is really cool. Yeah. And the, the politics stuff that I try to do, um, it's still less than 10% of the overall content I'm putting out. You know, so I think people feel like it's more, uh, it's just hit, it's be, a because it's hitting hit. Yeah, yeah. It's a bigger hit like the Gavin stuff and like, it's whatever. funny, bro. <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, it's just crazy to see people's reactions though, too. Cause the internet is so fucking crazy, dude. Like people yeah. will love you if you make fun of this person and they'll absolutely hate you and turn on you if you make fun of that person. Yeah. And I'm an equal opportunity offender. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have no dog in this fight besides the dog that just goes after everybody. And, um, I'm still, um, it, I accepted that that's going to be like a painfully slow growth process as what? far as the following goes, like not political stuff. Like, like when I, when I say I don't specifically choose sides or cater my content to heavily uh, to the right or the left, right yeah. or left, or, or even like woke, not woke, like 
Yeah, but I think people underestimate just because there's no party for that. There is a massive audience for modern people. Dude, I think people. it's massive too. Massive. But I do think it's slower to that audience trickles in slower because as soon as here's here's my example. As soon as you're creating content that slants left or slants right, you automatically get this influx of people from that side because you're their fucking knight in shining armor, dude. You're the person at the at the helm, dude, of what they believe. In a sentence, please. <laughs> Yeah, you're but, like you're I mean, leading this charge, and so you get this like it's like a, your tribe is there. But once I don't, you, if you go after both, then they just yeah. But don't you in. think there's a tribe for the middle? I don't know much about Andrew Schultz, but doesn't he doesn't he just make fun of everyone? Yeah, yeah, he does. I remember. First, yeah, 100%. I saw like one of his videos that Joe Rogan reposted, and I was like, oh, this is dope because this is so in the middle, and like I don't care about the left or the right. Like, yeah, I th I still think there's a massive audience. I do too. I if just there think was, it trickles in slower, but it I think it yeah. stays and it's stronger. Like Schultz. I think it's been what five, if, six years since he was right. at where I'm at right now. Sure. Uh, if we're just comparing yeah, you know, yeah. me and him, even though he's the GOAT. Uh, like, so, you know, yeah. that's, now I have to wait five what about, years. I'll be patient. What about if you use that to your advantage, though, and just triple down on the moderate thing? Like, literally start making videos called, like, when you're a moderate. Like, yeah. literally, like... Like quadrupling down on that because uh, I don't know I feel like there's a massive audience for it. Yeah, and then all these people on Facebook that are right. like I don't care about this fight, Grandma, are gonna share that and just be like, right, right, right. you know, yeah. It's almost like there's a third party that's like not. It's the Pella party, bro. Yeah, we vibing, dude. <laughs> Make America vibe again. We're Mava, baby. Yeah, um, dude, I know nothing about politics, and I'll probably get hate for just saying that. But I, I <laughs> no, just, I try to. No we don't hate. even we don't even make fun of people on our channel or anything. Like yeah. we don't we don't make all of our humor is like um, just fun. Like it's mm -hmm. not we don't uh, like no I roasting. Hate, no, I don't like yeah. that stuff, dude. And mm -hmm. like this, you know, this <laughs> the people in my life love that. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people love it, and I I don't like it. But I don't think roast, it's funny. You'll roast a stereotype. You won't roast a specific person. I don't like going after people. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's fair. Um, even if it is, no matter how famous they are, like mm -hmm. that, I haven't seen it yet. But Alex just told me about the Tiger Woods documentary, about how when all these late night hosts were just like tearing apart these people and tearing apart yeah, Tiger, yeah, like yeah. he had a pretty messed up life and he was going through a very tough time. And it's like just because he's rich and famous, people can do that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little different for like politics because you have they have the ability to like make laws and all this different stuff. Well, they're also elected, so we got to hold them accountable. Yeah, 100%. Which is why I yeah. have zero hesitation with them. Yeah. With other celebrities, when I rose when I poke fun at them, it's always like in the sense that hopefully they could laugh at it too. Yeah, and know? I I know that there's a massive audience for that and I'm in the minority. Most people like the roast humor, but mm -hmm. I personally just think it's like bullying and I'm not attracted to it. I love the harmless key and peel stuff. Sure, where you're sure. just like, wow, they made this basic concept about nothing. I just watched it for four and a half minutes and like nobody's feelings are hurt. Like I just feel well, did you watch I Think You Should Leave? Um, the I watched the comedy show of all time. I, I, that's I ever couldn't existed. get into it. Come I like I liked one of them. I liked no the one of all of Which the one. The um, um, hanging at brunch with these two dum dums. <laughs> <laughs> like that one. But I like I like watching stuff where afterwards I just feel good. Like yeah, I just yeah. like like those Sandler films, man. Like you just feel good leaving. You're just yeah. like I don't feel like people were attacked or feelings were hurt. Uh -huh. That's just kind of the vibe that we're trying to create with. With slaps. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to watch, easy to consume. It's fun, yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like a dick making it. Like, there's so many... I, I get it, it's easy. Like, there's so many YouTubers that will just bully kids because it gets a ton of views, and it's funny, but it's like kind of not. What do you like, mean, what, like, what, what do you mean not. by bullying? 
Um, there's Good just bullies. certain YouTubers that literally just pick out like, um, welcome back to today's video. Today we're gonna be looking at the new TikTok house, and then they're like oh, roasting all the kids that live yeah. at the TikTok house. It's like okay, there's a lot of room for material there, but it's just yeah. mean. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 19. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my opinion on it, though. But yeah, yeah. The the roasting, the mean stuff. I've no, I don't really like, except for politicians. Yeah. Love being mean to politicians because they're elected leaders and when they do something stupid they gotta go and and that's just my opinion um but that's politics when it when it's like celebrities it's a little different i'm gonna make fun of eminem for being super angry and loud right but i'm not i'll never make fun of eminem for having a pill addiction you know what i mean that and that, that's the, where the stuff where i feel like me where it becomes it goes from comedy to bullying like i'll never make fun of uh who else was it like Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son, for having a drug addiction. Like a lot of the right makes fun of him, and they call him a crackhead. And I've known people that have struggled with addiction. Like that's right. addiction. I'm yeah, never going to do funny. that. Yeah. But I'm going to make fun of Joe Biden for literally being. Well, I on think the, there's a deathbed. there's a healthy <laughs> there's a healthy level of it too. Where like I always tell Reese, cause she loves like roasting and jabs and this and that. Yeah. If it's funny, I love. I like it, it's funny. It's funny. If it's clever, it's clever. But when people just do it. To just do it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I'm not a There's fan. There's like but a like, mean shock value aspect. One hundred percent. But like, dude, we were all watching TV like a couple weeks ago, and I go on this, <laughs> I go on this huge rant because I mute during the commercials. We were watching uh, Kansas City play in the playoffs, and I was like, I can't, I don't. You people are sick. You people are brainwashed. If you leave the commercials on, it's living in the back of your head, and it's just this anger, this little voice that's going. You have to mute it, chill out, be okay with the silence. Don't listen to commercials. Well, I like it as background noise. That's a problem. Like I go that's on this a huge problem, dude. I've been muting commercials since I was seven. We go on. We, we believe the same thing. Yeah. I go on this huge rant about it, and everyone's like, okay. <laughs> Reese gets there. She sits down. She's she was like late. She gets there. She sat. She goes. Who's the muter of the group? <laughs> and then I say everything that I just said. <laughs> I say everything that I just said. I'm like, this, it's that, if you did, the corporations, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, you know, you're just so easy to be around. I just love being <laughs> around you. And it was like that where it's like, okay, poke your fun at me. Like that was yeah, so yeah, clever. Yeah. That was so fun. But yeah, just there's a, there's a thin line yeah. of like, okay, that was good. And then yeah. like, this is just straight up, you know. You know who, who I think the master of that is? Uh, two masters, Jeff Ross and David Tell. I don't know. Did you ever I don't watch know the second one? I know. You know Jeff, Jeff Ross. Ross is David Tell is a comic, New York guy, legend, unbelievably funny. Um, there's a story somebody told of him, like on on a movie set or something, and they were at the crafty table, and she said uh, her and her friend got some ice cream, and David Tell just walked up to them, and this is off camera. They're just hanging out. He walked up to them and was like. Hey ladies, what are you having? No boyfriend a la mode? <laughs> and like that type of thing. When yeah. I when I heard that story, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, but even like, I don't know, dude. Even I think it's funny, but like even that, like, you don't know what those girls have gone through that month. Like, <laughs> no, guess. I'm serious. Like, I, I, don't, guess. I don't know. I don't know. That to I, each his own on that, dude. But I were they just funny. chilling, just eating? Yeah. Yeah, if you're at a comedy show, okay, maybe, but like <laughs> I don't know if I was going through a breakup and someone said that I'd be sad. I just, I don't know. I get it. I just I just yeah. don't go there. Yeah, I just yeah. don't go there. I feel it. Are yeah. you gonna start doing stand up again? I don't know, man. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been writing a lot. Cool. I have a lot of new stuff. Um, I feel very confident where my act was getting. Like my the last time I performed last February, mm -hmm. I was really stoked with where I was at. Like it wasn't miserable anymore. Oh, good. <laughs> like That's I great. got up there and I was like, wow, I I know these are gonna hit and I feel pretty confident with it. As opposed to like the first two years, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <fuck. laughs> please laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I've been writing a lot. Um, I've been dabbling with the idea. It's just, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said earlier in the Brent Pella show, it's a, yeah. it's a drug, man. Yeah. And like for me, when I, I took like, you know, those three months off of social media, off of alcohol, drugs, literally everything, um, it's stand up was a huge thing. It's like this insane rush where I didn't think I was ready to handle it at 25. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a high, man. It is. I didn't come down from that Chicago show for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy, like, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's cocaine. As yep. soon as you get off stage, you know, all these people you do just well. telling, yeah, if you do work, but that's the sick part. When you do bad, it's a weirdly as addicting thing of like this. I feel alive. Like people, yeah, yeah. people love to love things or they love to hate things. Yeah. That's why Trump was so popular. Cause you can either love him or hate him either way. He made you feel something. Yeah. You felt something a stand up. It's the same way. Like I killed, I did amazing. I'm, you know, I have all these emotions. When you do poor, it's just like oh, I'm yeah. trash. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I need to get back out there, man. Yeah, like it's yeah, this yeah. weird addiction, bro. So yeah. again, there's all these different things going on when I was taking that break, and I was like, I don't think I have the tools to handle this right now. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. But we'll see, man. It's fun, dude. It's a uh, when the world opened back. It's just tough because it's like it's literally a party. Every time you go up there, like it is, it really is. Um, and especially now, I mean, you could throw your own show. You don't need to wait around for clubs to book you anymore. It's uh, a party. You could do a slapper show and probably I fill, was a, fill a thinking house. Thinking about doing some backyard shows. Um, I think you should. But also, we're so slammed with mm-hmm. the films and the sketches and everything that I don't know if that's a battle I'm willing to fight. Yeah. And starting a podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see, man. I'll probably do it sooner yeah. than later, but. I just want to make sure I'm in the right headspace. I, I sound like a giant pussy saying that, <laughs> but I just, I don't no, want, dude. you don't I want just, to add too many things, bro. Yeah. I know what that's like. You add too many things. You start, you forget one thing cause you're so busy. And then all of a sudden you feel like you fucked everything up. Yeah. Um, and you just you forget gotta have balance. You forget who you are. Like I've just seen so many people the past, you know, like, you know, even look at like Dalia. Mm-hmm. Like watching that apology video is like, yeah, yeah. this is a guy who was just lost. Like he was just like, yeah. then I started in my early thirties. I started getting famous and then this and that yeah. one thing led to another. And like, I wanted to have a very firm grip on myself before any of that started happening. And again, stand up was just like the ultimate high. So I don't think, I don't think I'm ready for it at this specific moment. You aren't ready to get super famous on. I know. That's why I switched everything for my name, bro. Yeah. Like everything was starting to happen and I was like, I don't want this. Like this isn't cool. (laughs) That's a, that's a cool conscious decision to remove your ego from that part of the process. Yeah. A lot of people, I think it becomes intoxicating for a lot of people when they see this influx of followers and likes and comments and DMS from people. And none of it's real. Yeah. And, uh, it just, it inflates you and it, it fills your brain with things that literally don't matter. It's just, and stand up's the same thing. You're with a hundred people and they're all like, Oh, Brent's the best, all this. And you think it's real. Well, and that is like, real to me. <laughs> no, that's 100% real. We will disagree on that. Stand up is the greatest. Uh, no, it is. But, but if you, if you're not real. able to separate yourself from the two, like yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you think that all of that's like genuine love, it's like not like, it's, I think it is in person. I think online is completely different. The people I that just, come out agree. specifically to see you specifically, they take a night off of their life, of their life to pay for a ticket. They get have, maybe have to get a babysitter. Maybe it's their first stand-up show ever. They hate being around people, super socially awkward, but they love you. Your videos have gotten them through like who knows what, right? Sure, but that that can't be your main source of love. On No, uh, no, no. Yeah, but that's the what love I'm saying. is there. Yeah, but it it can't like for me like that. I have to find love in who I am and who I am 
as a person, not with everything I'm doing, not with film, not with stand up. Like I was relying on the likes and the comments and the oh, views. And when I went yeah, to shows and people said, you're yeah. so funny, you're the best. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was my identity. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't able to separate myself from the two. Of course, it's like they love you and this and that, but it can't be your, you got, be you got to have good family relations. Yeah, you got to yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. friends that aren't just, you know, stand up friends, like yeah. all that sort of thing. And that's where I found myself where like, I don't, all that other stuff was fake. And when the numbers started taking off, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I have no idea who I am. I don't, yeah. I have, I'm not the slightest clue. Mm-hmm. The past six years, all I've done is this. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also 16. So I think as you grow, <laughs> you'll, you'll start to kind of, grow yeah, 100%. My oh, dude, all my best friends right now are my best friends that I grew up with. Yeah. I never really made really close stand up friends. Um, I always felt a little bit isolated from that like community. When I first started yeah. in LA. Yeah. That's a good thing, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of stand up relationships are not real. Yeah. Well, it was also like I got like bullied, dude. <laughs> in when, when I when I first started doing yeah. stand up, I got like bullied. Like yeah. straight up harassed. Well, you're a pussy, yeah. I'm a little bitch ass <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, did I deserve it? Yes, but that's No, I know what you mean, bro. Um like I remember I did an open mic uh and it was during my first year of stand up. When you're in your first year of stand up, you don't know what the fuck you're doing dude yeah. you have no idea what you're doing Very you're throwing painful. shit at the wall you think you're the greatest thing ever yeah. you think like doing a, a half decent show means you crushed you know you think you're god when you're in your first year and you have no idea like yeah. who you are yet and i was trying out all this new stuff uh that i don't do anymore because i evolved out of it yeah. but one of them was ironically an eminem impression yeah and it was uh i would say this is eminem if he was the spokesman for eminem's and then it was like a chocolate and it was like chocolate peanut. That's like funny. it was a, it was like a 10 second. Yeah. Rap. And I did this open mic out in Silver Lake and it like wasn't great, but it wasn't like terrible. But also I was one year in, so I had no idea. And I was in front of a bunch of, you know, hipster East Side comics that all love each other. And but they hate everybody else. And it was like a little cult of, of stand. That's their comfort zone. They'll never Silver be Lake. anything outside of that. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and so I did it. And then I went to uh, a, a different open mic the next day and I introduced myself to somebody and he was backstage. We're both waiting for the mic. I was like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm Brent. And he was like, Oh, Hey, I'm whatever his name was. Hey, what's your last name? I was like, Oh, Bella. And he was like, are you, is this you? And he showed, he held up his phone and it was a Facebook comment thread on this status. This, this girl made a status like saying, guys, there's some open micer out there named Brent doing the worst impressions ever. If you see him, please ban him. He went 30 seconds over his time. Like, I can't believe someone like this exists. Like, it was harsh. And then I saw, like, 50 comments underneath that from all these people that I recognize, some of whom I've said hi to, like, in passing. And they're all hating on me, too. And this one dude was actually really cool. Um, and he was like, yo, you're really going to hate on somebody just trying new stuff yeah. at an open mic? But that was, like, the only positive that I saw. And so from that moment on, I like swore off becoming friends with comics because I didn't trust any of them. And it gave me like the worst fucking taste in my mouth for uh, uh, the the stand-up comic community. So then I would just go to open mics and I would leave. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I'd go up. I'd do my set. I did good. I didn't do good. I'd take notes and I'd leave. Yeah. And it lasted like that until literally like maybe a year ago um, when I started like actually – 
well, I think, I think there's a difference people. between like comics and like open mic comics. You know, it's like, dude, it's freaking yeah. depressing. Those open mics, like they're yeah. depressing and those people are all where they're at for a reason. Like, yeah, dude. And, <laughs> and they're like, they're sad. A lot of people that just do those open mics for six years and your main stage time is an open mic. Like, that's great. You're still do You're still developing. I, I respect it. But if you're like talking down to people, you're projecting onto other people. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I was saying, like the same way all the love and like, oh, you're so good and that. Like if you don't know who you are and you don't have a good grip on yourself for the other thing, yeah, for the hate, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You, then you're going to have some serious problems too. Dude, I'm almost yeah. glad I got I got shit on when all that happened because it gave me like a thick skin. So now I just yeah. don't like feel bad. And, I knew, and it made me learn immediately, oh, people out here want to talk some shit? That's yeah. what they want to do. And that's yeah. my competitive drive, like double. One hundred percent. It was already yeah. in me from you know years of playing basketball. But right. as soon as that shit happened, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, now I got a hit list. You, 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 right. you know. Um, yeah. And so you know, and the person who made that status and all those people who commented on it uh, are probably still gonna go back to that open mic today. And a few years after that, I put out an Eminem video yeah. that got me thirty thousand subscribers in like yeah. a week. So yeah. it's just, it, it, to me, looking back on all that, it's a lesson of like not giving in to the negativity, but using the negativity as uh, fuel. It's just tough because like the culture of standup is just pretty dang negative. Like, again, that's what I was saying. Like the jokes of like roasting and this and that, like it, it's a very negative lifestyle if you're not very conscious of what you're doing. And like, if you're not around comics, you are conscious, like, you know. We were even watching the Chris D'Elia podcast, me and Alex, the other day, just watching his old ones because we were, like, watching your podcast, watching all these podcasts to see, like, what we want to go for. And, like, it's hilarious. This guy is roasting in and out and just being a dick about this and this burger sucks and anyone who goes there is a dumb, you know, just, like, going off. But, like, that's hard to separate yourself from. Like, I would, I don't want to hang out with that guy. That guy's yeah. a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm looking at it, and, like, it's funny. We're laughing yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah. But you're an object. Like, we're laughing at you like a monkey because yeah. that's funny. But, like, in real life, like, I don't want to be around those people. And it that takes form of who you are at those open mics and those stand-ups. Like, you kind of become this character of I hate everything and I'm cynical and a I'm lot, a dick. A lot of people do. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. And I've met a lot of those people. And it's really like, it's unfortunate to see people that I've met that were like happy and friendly. And then like over time, yeah. they just kind of sink into this pit of despair. And they let that, it's all, it's like, because with comedy, you know, a lot of times you're you're breaking down a stereotype. You're, you're dissolving uh, people's perception of a certain topic or idea. Um, and, and that's what makes it funny. And that's what Dalia does, for example, when he roasts something or like when I roast a politician, even though fuck politicians and I'll, you know, belittle them at any day. But like with someone like Dalia, when he's when he's bringing people down, it's hilarious. Of, it's so funny. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of people like it. That's how a lot of people, I think, at least in the open mic scene, end up getting super jaded. Yeah. Is because they're like always looking for an angle that's unpopular or like they everybody loves oh everybody loves the avengers and they haven't seen the that's avengers exactly, yet but yeah. they immediately think fuck the avengers How, let me yeah. make a list of all the reasons i fucking yeah hate and the if avengers. you're not able to differentiate between like this is my character on stage and this is who i am i'm sure chris lee is a cool dude in real life like then that takes form of who you are yeah 100 percent um and 
And I've been around comics like that where you're just like, dude, you're like, you're just a dick. And like, also like, this I, isn't I, th funny. I don't think enough people are looking for the funny in on the opposite side of the spectrum of that. Like when, when, when you break something down and you belittle it and like flip everybody's perspective on it. Yeah, that's funny. Why, why does in and out suck? Chris D'Elia, tell me. And that's funny. But then also like, t like there's a whole other aspect to that sec spectrum where instead of immediately why everyone defaulting, likes it. yeah, to yeah. why you shouldn't watch the Avengers, yeah, you could tell me why the Avengers is better than the Pope. You know what I mean? And and you could take it and spin it to a positive, which sometimes I try to consciously do, but I don't really have a rule. I just kind of follow what my gut instinct is, which is why a lot of the stuff that I do on stage is happy. A lot of my like stage yeah. jokes, my material on stage is like fun and happy. Like I have a CrossFit joke. I'm not hating on everybody that does CrossFit, I'll poke and prod him a right, little bit. Yeah, definitely. But then I act out this crazy CrossFit character and it's like, oh, he's right. Like we do kind of go crazy like that. That's funny. Instead of like, you fucking people are always trying, you're always doing this and this and this and you look like fucking. Yeah, 100%. And it's not like negative. I love like know? the Steve Martin stuff. It's just so lighthearted. Yeah, and Just yeah. so kind of, I mean, he had the little bunny ears and the banjo. Did you read his like, book? Have you ever read his uh, book? Born Standing Up? Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. So good. Yeah, but yeah, I, I like that lighthearted stuff, dude. And again, like it, it, it's a drug. Yeah. And like all of it kind of just felt like it was like hitting me at once of just like, wow, this is literally the person I'm becoming. Yeah. I care about all this. I am jaded. I am a dick. I'm all these different things. I want to separate myself from those things. Cool. That's tight, dude. Keep talking about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> am I a guest? Who's the guest? Am I a guest? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, that's really cool. But I think but to answer your question, your ego is important. To answer your question, I'll do stand up again when I feel like I'm ready. Great. I think you should. I think you should. Um, I think stand up is a has been a huge help to me at least for. It's just fun, man. It's just like a fun night out. Yeah. Like you go to the comedy store. It's like, dude, there's like bad biddies there. They're mm -hmm. like, they, like every, it's a, it's a club. It's a nightclub. Like, it it's just like, wow, this yeah. is, Yep. I feel like I'm going to one Oak. <laughs> dude, even going back on the road now feels like that. Yeah. Is it it's, fun? Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Alabama was fun. It was packed. Florida a couple months ago was insane. Um, you know, they're having concerts in Florida right now. Yeah. That's, that's sick. Shit. I didn't know that. Dude, they got no rules out there. Yeah, that's why Schuster moved back. My roommate. Schuster. Oh, did he move back? Yeah, right on. Yeah, because there's nothing to do here. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people moving out there. A lot of people moving to Texas. Um, I I had a couple friends try to persuade me to move to Texas recently. Uh, your buddy but JP. JP, my buddy Gretch, uh, a couple other people that are moving out there, and I think I'm staying here. I can't leave California, dude. I can't Sick leave, spot, dude. bro. Yeah, I got a tree right outside my window. Dude. Yeah, I mean, there's always gonna be a million reasons to leave, but I mean, like, everything's fine. No, bro, I'm gonna let everybody else leave so I can rise from the ashes. Yeah, you know, all these people, every person that leaves bumps me up on the, on the list at the Hollywood Improv by one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, everybody is leaving. Wow. Yeah. Bill Vaughn just moved to Louisiana. Right? Fahim moved. I don't know if you know who Fahim to Amar Austin, is. Yeah, he moved to Austin. Tim Dillon. Austin. Yep. Tim Dillon. Uh, hey, and all those dudes were LA dudes. Everything's just so virtual now, though. Like, yeah, it doesn't. I but I do love the club scene in LA. Yeah, yeah. Like when that happens again, I'm very much trying to be at yeah. the improv. I would go every night, really, if I could get up. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I'll go sometimes just to hang. Like that is one place where I my heart truly lies is is uh, at the Hollywood Improv. Yeah, I've performed at the comedy store. That's it. Never done the improv. The improv's great. I've done the belly room at the comedy store. I'm like, this is just sick. You're just in like a historical yeah, landmark. Yeah, it's like a landmark. Yeah. 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 But I've never done, I never made it to like any like 
big shows at the improv or anything like that. Yeah, I was about to cool. though. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, but then COVID happened. Yeah, but COVID. <laughs> we were gonna do the improv in Tempe. Yeah, that would have been sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, we should still. I'm still very we down. Yeah. Still. yeah, there's a massive audience out there for stand up. I've been boy. told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Tempe, Tempe improv is great, uh, and it's also getting to the point where like you don't have to have TV credits to be able to get these shows you just got to be able to sell tickets yeah which is great for people like us with a following and we do stand up so right um we're not going to be like a youtuber going out and doing 30 minutes of q a's right is that what a lot of these guys are doing mm -hmm. yeah it's just so evolved now man like literally everything is one i read i don't want to start talking about aliens but yeah we're moving no, towards a, to a virtual reality bro it's just Tell crazy me about aliens, dude. That's it. We're just moving towards a virtual reality. Yeah. Like it's everything is literally everything is becoming virtual from, I mean, Bitcoin's about to be the main source of currency in my opinion. Do you have any Bitcoin? Um, I do. Me too. Yeah. When did you get in bro? Um, I got in at 9k, mm -hmm. 19k and 33k. Cool. I bought like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Staggered. I got in at 3000 and then I sold it all because I was broke. Did I already, I already told you, you did this? not know. Um, this was a couple years ago, maybe two years ago. My buddy told me about it. I think I put in $500 and it went up to 1500 And then I hit a point where I was like really broke. And so I needed it. So I cashed out. Uh, and then I didn't get yeah. back in until 18. But I was, I was there at three. Yeah. I was there at three. Um, yeah, dude. My pops got it at 500 Nice. That's great. That's crazy. He's just sitting on it. Oh, he's chilling right he's now. Chilling. Like yeah. big chilling. Yeah, that's great. Like he's about to move to Hawaii chilling. Oh, that's great. And he's yeah. gonna spend it on the move? Uh he doesn't know yet. Yeah. Because why not just hang on? Like Yeah, because it's gonna be used. Like that's that's the thing, is people are like, Well wh when do you sell it? You don't. I don't think you, you do wait yeah. and then I don't you think use you it when it's actual currency. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. But yeah, my brother's insane into Bitcoin. We're headed towards a virtual currency. We're headed towards, I mean, virtual learning, virtual schools, virtual shows. Everything's virtual now, dude. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at one point, I was reading a Jeremy Corbell's Instagram the other day. Oh, fuck. And he was like, at some point, every civilization or beings need to leave their physical body and move towards a simulated reality. And that really just hit Why? different. Um, I just think we become advanced enough, you know, like we already live in a virtual reality on our phones and yeah. at one point it's just going to get closer and closer. But are we talking about, um, that Bruce Willis movie where everybody's literally just in their home in a pod and they're hooked up to, I've never seen it, but brain? that, I, I think that's about right. I believe that. I think, I think that will happen eventually in our lifetime. I think so, but I don't think it'll be a majority of people's lives. I think it'll be like an escape for a couple hours a day. I, I, except for some people, I disagree. I think it will become you think that the, the norm in the next hundred years? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, we already do it now, bro. Like, scrolling. We're talking for a bunch of people hours. that aren't here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people share their entire lives. It's just this, but soon it's just gonna be, you know. Yeah, my, my uncle is, is working at Facebook right now for their virtual reality department. He's designing a bunch of crazy shit, and uh, it's actually insane. Yeah. Like, they, like he's, he's part of a team that's designing meetups. Um, so you can meet up with people and like go on a virtual date. Like imagine having Tinder, but all you have to do is put on your goggles and then you can sit down with someone. That's my point. Exactly, bro. Right it's happening. Yeah. It's pretty freaking it's pretty scary. Wild. I, uh, yeah. Another thing I'm going to keep talking about myself cause Please. I'm not a guest. Uh -huh. Um, at, at Stevie Emerson on Instagram. Yeah. I'm, um, this is a Stevie Emerson show now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no bro. Again, when I was trying to like figure out this whole thing, you know, last year for those three, four months, I, I 
took a break from all this stuff, from stand-up, from social media, from alcohol, from everything. And I realized a huge thing that I didn't like was how many people I was meeting online. It like gave me this weird anxiety. I was. How like, do you mean meeting online? Just like having a quick DM conversation. Yeah, DMing girls and like mm. you know dating apps and all this stuff. Like I haven't been on dating apps for a couple of years, but like it was everything was just kind of hitting me at once. And I was like, dude, I I like when was the last time you just went up to a very attractive girl and just asked her out? It doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Yeah. And that was like freaking me out. When do you just chop it up with someone out at the bar? Like just hang out. You meet someone at the beach. So like it just felt. We felt. I felt so disconnected from yeah. reality that I like everything we do is virtual now everything and so I made it a point in my life to like not be on my phone and not do all these things and like have someone else manage all that and not look at the numbers and the comments and the likes and all this stuff so that I can live on this planet but unfortunately yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think that's the norm I think it's already I think shifted. we're moving away I think we're moving toward that very yeah, fast agreed. yeah very fast yeah. yeah and especially as technology evolves because they're all technology is being designed with the intention of keeping you on it. It's insane, bro. For longer it's periods insane. of time. And it's going to get to the point where everybody's fighting over your, you saw, um, the documentary on Netflix that just came out about all this, the social dilemma. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I, I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not going to tell you anything that you don't already sure. think yeah. or believe is happening. It's just going to validate all those beliefs and probably give you some crazier fucking things to believe in. But, all these companies are fighting over our attention and that's our that's the commodity now is attention. And if your intention, if your intention is to get people's attention and you're a big ass tech company with billions of dollars, you're going to figure out how to do that. And people are just going to, they're going to give in people. give in. I find myself giving in. I'll be editing. And next thing I know I black out and I come to, I've been looking at TikTok for an hour and I get like mad at myself and I'll go put my phone in my closet and I'll come back and edit. And it's just, uh, it's a crazy thing because so many people don't catch themselves and they're just staring at yeah, screens bro. and they're living in a different yeah. place. I have people manage the slap socials yeah. and I don't know the login. Like I don't, nice. I That's don't great. know for that exact reason. But yeah. like to your, to your point of like, you're just scrolling and you catch yourself scrolling or whatever it is. Like there's a time when I actually was just talking to Chino last night about this. Like at what point, like I was looking at Jason Derulo's TikTok the other day. He's got like 50 million followers, posts like three times a day. Just yeah. an insane amount. Of, at, yeah. one, at what point is he just TikTok? Right. At what point is that just his life? It's not like, oh, I got to hit this time and I got to post here. And I, At what point is, a, is a, a daily vlogger on YouTube just truly living their life? There's no yeah. upload times anymore. There's no comments or like. It's just like you just you're on the platform. He right. is TikTok and right. that freaks me out, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. It's like yeah. it's, it's almost like your whole soul is there, and then when you're yeah, in the dude. real world, you're just kind of floating around, like not really knowing what to do, <clears throat> it, like because because it's an extension of you. But once that extension becomes a majority of but you, but it, it becomes you. Yeah, 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 dude. Even like this COVID thing, I went out to um, I went out the other night on Sunset and just got dinner with some friends, and I was like looking around, like, whoa, yeah, like this doesn't. I forgot what this is like. Yeah, yeah. Scary man. Being in the real world. 
It, it's, it's weird. It but is, it's not the it real is. world anymore. That's my point. It is no longer the, the real world. The real like, world the, is online? Yeah, yeah. That's the real world now. So, yeah. like, you know, when people, like, when all these stand-up comics, for example, are, like, doing these open mics, and that's not the reality we live in. You need to be posting on <laughs> – I'm serious. You need to be posting on social media. You need to be yeah. posting. And they're like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, I remember talking to, um, to your buddy in Chicago about it. Like, And I was yeah. like, dude, unfortunately – Yes, if this was 30 years ago, you'd be killing it. But the harsh reality is you need to be living your life through these cameras. Yeah. Or you're not you're you're not in this planet. You're not you're in, in this a different world. world. You're yeah. living in a different reality. Yeah. With a lot less people. Yeah. yeah. And so I think yeah, eventually it's just going to come in here and I think we already are I I, I just think it's re- simulated reality after simulation after simulation after simulation. It's just Do you think we're in a simulation right now, dude? 100%. Yeah. There's someone else controlling my body. Mm, yes. Or is there somebody else that's created an environment and that environment doesn't allow you to have free will? Like there isn't somebody that's choosing the words you're about to speak, but there might be somebody or something that's created the environment that we're in. It gives me the option to, yeah. Which doesn't give you the option to say anything besides what you're about to say. Mm, I, I think the first one. Yeah. I think the first one, I think this is like a video game to be honest. And I think there's yeah. like, it's a simulation. It's a, it's a, yeah. Video game is really the only way I can describe it. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. It's trippy, dude. The more you think about it, the more, it's the just, more you think about it, the trippier. Yeah. It gets. I think we're AI too. Like I think, cause we don't know anything other than how to do, how to just survive and progress. Right. So maybe we were just planted here. I feel like we're the offshoot of, um, I feel like we're an accident. Like, like life is a complete fucking accident and there could be something, um, you can call it a power, you can call it aliens, you can call it whatever you want, however you want to envision it. But I, I always thought it was interesting to think of the universe as being created for the purpose of a different beings extraction of energy from like the black holes of the universe and anything else that happens is just accidents. Planets are accidents. Um, people are accidents. Life is accidents. Life is an accident. I don't understand. What was the first thing you said? The creation of the universe. The universe was created. The Big Bang. No one knows what happened before the Big Bang. Technically nothing, but even nothing is something, right? So what caused it? To me, something had to have caused it. It, it, it couldn't just happen now to Stephen Hawking maybe he understand it he understood it a little bit differently and he has a theory about how um there can be a uh, uh uh what's that called a random explosion there's a scientific word for random explosion or whatever but to me if the universe was created with purposefully by something I don't think we are that purpose I think we're an accident. I think it's gotcha. like when you flush the toilet and a little piece of poo sure. flies off and hits yeah. your towel. You can't see it, but it's there. That's we are a little piece of poo, dude. And that swirl in the toilet. I don't is agree. A black hole. I don't agree. I see what you're saying, but I, I don't. No, think I just that's think it's interesting case. to think about. Yeah, I don't. I don't like te- necessarily believe in it, but I think that's an. Yeah, it's theory. an option for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most people, a lot of people, are they don't even let themselves think about these things like mm-hmm. oh no no way like my dad's one of those dudes he uh, wanted, yeah. like we can't even have this conversation right now he's like no really? no 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 yeah oh man and i'm just like I'll, I'll like you know what what about the idea of aliens we're in a simulated reality you're just like oh okay oh yeah. no yeah Dude. and like i think most people are like that and i just think even exploring the ideas is cool but yeah you think about it too much and it's just like whoa yeah because it's wild dude 
Um, yeah, I uh, I would love to find evidence of other life, though. I think that would be huge as far as humanity's ability to move forward. Um, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I think we are – Alex Jones said it best in this one podcast, and I always go back <laughs> to that clip. All, all consciousness is is all of our DNA and all of our ancestors' DNA mustered up into one being. So, like, you are someone that's already lived up until this point, and then you die, and then you're reborn, and then you die, and then you're reborn. Yeah, and yeah. You, that's what I think. So I think, like, history just repeats itself. Because so energy like, is infinite. You can't be created nor destroyed. So like yeah. it's just repeating itself and it's repeating itself and it's repeating itself. And we've already done this, but it's actually all happening right now. Yeah. Like the caveman era is happening right now and us going in and having the Neuralink in our head is happening right now as we speak. Yeah. But this is just the time that it's occurring at this moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So would that be uh, within the realm of the multiverse theory with multiple timelines happening at the same exact time? Uh, I'm not too familiar with that theory, but yes. If, yeah. if what you just said Multi is multiverse that. theory being there's uh, an exact copy of what we're doing right now. But instead of having my hands touching the table right now, they're finishing an inch above the table right now. No, I don't believe that. And there's something different happening in every, because it's an, it is an interesting thought though, because it's infinite possibilities in it with multiverse theory. Well, if you think about dreams and stuff, like why, why, why do our dreams so vivid? And like, I had a dream last night that was just insane, man. And mm -hmm. like, so crazy. And I felt like I was there. Yeah. Was I? Were you? Dude, there's something about dreams. I would love to take like a dream class or something. Just like a fucking, one of those weird, crazy, transcendental, transformational dream classes that people have, you know, taught by like a 40 year old woman in the in 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 Tempe or something just in the desert in Sedona um because I've had dreams and then had what I dreamt about happen exactly how I dreamt it and it's really fucking trippy, wait wait dude. one more time I've had a dream and then like months later a moment from that dream happens in the exact sequence that I dreamt it bro whether it's being at this person's house and pouring a glass of water with my left hand but I've never been to that person's house before, but I dreamt it and then I'll shrug it off. Like that was a weird That's why it's dream. happened already. Months it's, it's later, already I'm happened, at, I find myself at that person's house for the first time and I'm pouring a glass of water. It's really fucking trippy. Bro, dude. that's why I think time has literally already happened yeah. all at once. And we just don't, we, right now, I don't think, maybe we do and we're not being told or we're be, it's being hidden from us, but I don't think we have access to it. So yeah. I think like these aliens and this UFOs, they have access to that fourth dimension. Yeah. They have access. Why is a UFO also an arche archaeological finding? You know, mm -hmm. it was by the pyramids and then also we see them now or mm -hmm. we see them go into the ocean. I think these beings or these creatures or whatever it is are probably us from the future that have access. They have cracked through that fourth dimension right. to have They've everything. figured out a way. Right. Yeah. So like, dude, I had a dream Oh, this is, this is so funny you say that. I had a dream. I really, really, really liked this girl in, um, in like, I think it was September. Mm -hmm. And I was just dreaming about her all the time. And I had a dream that we were just having this, the, the most graphic, insane sex. Cool. Hell yeah. Literally. I know it's a, it's a, I'm not, I, no, I get it. It's yeah. a poor example. Cause I look like a douchebag no matter what, <laughs> but, but literally. Yeah. Last month we were having 
the exact really? same, the exact same. I'm not going to go into details about yeah. the positioning and all that, yeah. but they weren't normal positions. Sure. <laughs> so it was like, were <laughs> oh, you doing some crazy Spider-Man shit? Some insane stuff, bro. <laughs> Upside down and, and I can't think of anything funny But literally bro, <laughs> It was the exact same way That it happened in the dream uh-huh. That I even told my therapist about it The next week I was like bro What's going on He's like yeah That just means she was like she, You were thinking about her Like that I'm like no, no It was dude. the exact same <laughs> way bro And it wasn't normal stuff It wasn't normal sex It yeah, was like yeah, yeah. It was just we- It like, wasn't just you being horny And then it all came to fruition Yeah it wasn't just like A was, dream you have of like enough to Yeah To Red to, alert you yeah. to, to mess with your brain It wasn't yeah. just like a dream Where it was like Oh I banged that hot chick In my dream last night Or like Oh I was dreaming about this It was like literally this plus this equals that and then it all came and I was like, okay, we're not this isn't real. This is wow. a simulation. This is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally buy the multiverse thing though. I buy it. I do too. I, I imagine Because of dreams. You know, sometimes when I get super sad, I just think, Oh, well, don't worry. There's a Brent out there that's like in jail right Ooh, now. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> there's a Brent there's a Brent in another universe with um seventy thousand Instagram followers instead of eighty. Fuck yeah. that Brent, dude. I have yeah. eighty. You think you know like that? Mean? Yeah. All the really? Time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a different. Um, I mean, do I think like that all the time? No, because my mind is on the present as much as possible. But the times when I do let myself kind of float sure. into those spaces of thought, um, I do imagine there being a completely different timeline to us, uh, where our lives. Your name is Stevie Pella. My name is Brent Emerson, and our positions are switched. Like, that's a very distinct possibility according to the theory of, of multiverses um, or the multiverse. Is that theory. why like when you meet someone or when you're so related to someone or relatable stuff, you're like, I'm that this is me. Like, wow, you're me. And then when you start like dating someone or really love someone, it's like, I feel like I am you and you are me. Yes. You start looking like that other person too. Like sometimes yeah. I'll talk to Alex and I'm like, bro, like you're, I'm just you. This yeah. is weird. Yeah. There's some there's some other type of energy that I just don't feel like we have the ability to tap into. I mean, there could be a fucking different dimension right here. Have you seen the movie um, Midnight Special with uh, Michael Shannon? Phenomenal movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I'm going to ruin the ending. Okay? So, spoiler. Uh, at the end, when, when they meet the, like, alien people who are taking back his son, they reveal themselves to be living in this um, city that we can't access visually or physically or spatially. And it appears so that they can take the sun with them. And it's like a whole thing. It's part of the narrative of the movie. It's phenomenal. But it appears and we get this amazing like visual of this city that is standing on top of our cities on earth but we can't access it because we're not part of that dimension. And they are like light beings, right? They're just a different dimension of light beings. And then once they get the sun, the city goes back into its other dimension. We can't see it or access it. You can walk up right to where the city structure was. You reach out, you can't touch it. And, you know, like us, I had this thought in college once when I was looking at like um, slugs because I went to UC Santa Cruz and with the mascot is banana slug. And like a slug doesn't know the fuck is going on. They don't have eyes. They have no eyes. They have no idea that we exist. We're, yes, we're in the same 3D plane, but they they have no ability to sense us. Right. And that's the comparison that I use when I think of how there could be another dimension with a fucking 
dude standing right here watching us have this conversation. Or maybe they can't access this one unless they go in those ships wow, that you were talking about yeah. earlier in order to access yeah. the one that we're in now. Or they use some type of different futuristic technology wow, to that's access ours. Um, but it's to me, it's like so distinctly possible that we could be sharing the planet with uh, a species or a future version of us that we can't access. I think that's a really interesting point because that makes a ton of sense is like why people believe in like ghosts or they're like, I I walked into that room, man, and it was just weird energy. Yeah. Probably because there was people there in the other dimension. 100%. And there's been, um, my mom actually went to a couple of those, like not fortune tellers. I don't know what they are. They talk to the other dimension. Mm -hmm. And dude, it was- Like mediums? Yeah, mediums. It was the craziest thing ever, bro. My uh, uncle just died like two years ago. And- my mom goes to this place, just walks in, has no idea, like literally not the slightest clue, like who this woman is, doesn't know. Yeah. And she sits there and they do the whole thing and they're this and she's like, okay, I'm going to start talking to the next dimension. She goes, there's a, there's a man there. He's old, he's bald. And he is saying, thank you for taking care of me. And he's saying, thank you for all the rides, like something overly specific. And my mom used to take my uncle to, when he was 90, to the DMV and to the grocery store and to all these things. This woman doesn't know who my mom is. And my mom had just done that for the last year. Mm -hmm. And it was like this lady had a way to talk to that next dimension the same way, whether it's dead people, whether it's aliens or whatever it is. I think that's, that makes like too much sense. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. there's someone right here. What's good, Doug? What's, yeah. good? <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> Slaps that VIP in your dimension. Yeah, JP said he talked to uh, an animal on ayahuasca. Once. No, the sober. He 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 had a phone call. With what a, time is it? About with an animal medium, one fifty-five. Okay, cool. Yeah, ten minutes. Uh, fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I hate doing these podcasts. I mean, I love doing it because, like, one, it's a hike to get down here, which I'm super down for. But I could yeah. literally talk for like six hours. I know. The last one we the last did, one we did was four. Yeah, and it was a it was a good flow too. I'm in that mode. Like, I feel like the same way. I can't relax. Yeah, until yeah. like my third day of vacation, I yeah. can't actually start talking till like an hour and a half in. Yeah, dude. I'm really not joking. I like conversations like this for the podcast. When I do it myself, I can't. I, I don't like going more than yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, um, that's why you should do a bonus one, bro. I know, and then that could be the bonus one. I just gotta have enough guests. So that this could be, so that the guest episodes are the main ones and the solo ones are the bonus one. That's a good idea. You know, it's a really need, good idea. But I need enough guests is the thing. Um, yeah, but I think one of the options that me and Alex were exploring was like, bro, people are so down to come and talk about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like you heard me. I just talked about my whole journey last summer. Like yeah, that was yeah. the funnest, most fun thing ever. Yeah. People, it's a great way to network. It's a great way to, um, expand mm-hmm. there's people dude i was literally looking at podcasts with like 12 views they're like very high up ufc fighters are on you google their name they're worth like five like they're not really yeah bro because oh he's got a podcast i'm down like i think people I'd, i wouldn't underestimate how much people would be down to come. and this is six spot and bro. it's a good setup now yeah yeah i, I do have a short list you want to hear my short list yeah. i got a dude um his name is matt i think it's goldman matt gold or goldman he he wrote a cookbook my favorite cookbook He's a, he's, he was friends with Anthony Bourdain and he does a lot of like traveling and cook, uh, food writing. He's a, like a food writer. Um, I just think that's going to be interesting as fuck. Cause I yeah. love to cook, uh, Chingy, the rapper. That's I'll, I'll listen. Him, to, I'll, I'll pay once. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I met him in Santa Barbara a couple years ago. We follow each other on Instagram. Um, so definitely want to get Chingy out here. Uh, Kesha's bodyguard. I met on a music video once. He's this gigantic, like yeah. beefy dude that was served overseas and like, yeah. probably killed a bunch of people. 
Um, and then some other ones, but like interesting people like that, I think would be fun to talk Dude, to. Dude, yeah, I think, and then comics, you know, yeah, friends. Dude, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of not, comics. Like, yeah. like, dude, like the Joe Rogan podcast where he's just like BSing with all of his buddies. I personally think that's like weird. Like that we're just like watching him hang out with his friends. I get mm-hmm. like when there's experts on or something, I'm like, wow, this is very entertaining. I, uh, uh, I like this because I'm gaining a lot out of it, but like, I get it. There's lifestyle podcasts and people are into that. And yeah. that's the angle me and Alex are going to take. It's just us hanging out. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. I personally don't like, I, I don't, I don't like that. I, I would want to have comedians on um, that are actively working. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you or like uh, Chappelle Lacey. Do you know who that is? Uh, he, he does a pod, the podcast with Brendan Schaub. Um, they're like Trevor or like Chad and JT. Uh, like people like that that are like semi-known. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, you know, and all due respect, but not somebody that is you know doing open mics and maybe yeah 100 you just want a story to tell or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah yeah somebody I, I have to know them first yeah 100 bare, bare minimum yeah i think the best podcast the ones that I, the one that i was looking forward to most and you should honestly have him as, as a guest my buddy nikki reynolds dude when that oh, yeah? guy dude i think he has the most boring job on planet earth he sits at a freaking uh, computer all day shit, i know dude. but it is it's so interesting listening to him talk about it like that's what i think is fascinating yeah, 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 i yeah, want people yeah. on the sh- on the podcast who are so about what they do he's like yeah dude i had to rebuild all of brad pitt's arm do you think and he I can had talk to- about that stuff on a podcast yeah though? he's Even like i had NDAs to NDAs and shit yeah i think so yeah yeah okay, he's I'm like gonna, i had I'm to like ask him then. so uh by the way nikki reynolds the guy we're talking about is a visual effects artist he's not Stud, actually bro he did a doctor rebuilding brad pitt's arm he did once upon a time in hollywood he did six underground michael bay's new movie he's yeah, about he to do Bay's new bay. film yeah. but like hearing that guy talk just someone who's so about what they do i think that's fascinating yeah 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 that's yeah. why with the food writer I, i'm yeah. stoked to have him on because in his book, he went all over Italy. And like, yeah, that's kind of niche. And all the bros that listen to this podcast, shout out to my bros. They might not be into a food writer, but maybe they will if they just but, give but it to a me, shot. But to me, it's like, wow, I started hearing this guy talk the same way when you have like those guys on Rogan who like you have no idea who they are, what they do. Yeah. But they're so about their journey and Bro, what they did dude, yeah. that I'm like, I'm listening. I want to hear. I just want to hear this guy talk. Yeah, there's a guy like that on Rogan. And guys, if you're still playing at home, that's drink three for the second mention of Joe Rogan on this week's episode. Uh, There's a guy on Rogan who's a a professor of like drug studies. I forget what his name is, but he's a black dude. Um, And he's talking about like how he's an active drug user. But the drugs he does are like pure cocaine from Colombia or like uh, heroin straight from the poppy fields of Afghanistan. It hasn't been cut. And he'll do a little bit of it on like a Tuesday night just to chill out. And it, it was so specific and interesting because I've never heard anybody yeah. talk about drugs like that uh, um, besides people who do drugs often. But I've never heard anybody... With such a logical a, approach. With a logical approach and in such a high-status position. Like his pre, he's a professor... Fuck, where's he a professor at? Cambridge or some shit? Harvard? I don't know. Something like that. And he's talking about this. He's teaching classes. And he's talking about how he'll snort a line of cocaine after dinner sometimes just to, like, kick it and have some energy. Wow. Yeah. But it's not bad? It's No, because he controls it. He's talking about how uh, a, lot about of, Molly. a lot of America's um, perception toward drugs is so muddy. And we think that a drug user is automatically 
a homeless person in the street with mental problems and it's all because it's of their fair. addiction. Yeah. And no, we have a mental health crisis in America and, and not taking care of people's mental health leads to drugs being used wrong. This is, I'm paraphrasing his argument. I completely, I um, mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so it was like, so interesting to hear him talk about that, especially because, um, that's something that I used to think. I used to think, Oh, any drug, you're just going to be a drug addict. I didn't touch drugs until I was 24. Um, and, uh, and so now my whole perspective has flipped. I mean, I'm on Molly right now and I feel fantastic. Yes, sir. So <laughs> yeah, bro. I think, um, I think the, as far as the podcast, the podcast guests go again, people who are just not, not necessarily that they do interesting stuff with their lives. Obviously those make for great guests, but just guys that are, or women that are just so about what they do. Like yeah, I yeah. find that fascinating. Like if you're going to talk to a bus driver, but he's like, I've always wanted to do this. This yeah. has been my dream. Yeah. Like to me, those make the, the best guests. And I, I think like, dude, reaching out to a lot of these people, I think you'd be surprised. We we have a list of like 60 people right now. Nice. And we just started texting people off the top and they're like, dude, 100% down. Like, let's yeah. do it. I think yeah, people, great. again, this is just fun. Yeah, that's great. You got to get Jordan Belfort on. I think he'd be down, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be down. He follows us. Yeah, he, that's really he, funny. He reposts some of the vids. Yeah. Um, Belfort would be a good guess. Um, but yeah, I, I seriously would have Nicky Reynolds on, dude. That guy. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to add him when to the he, list. When he gets on his like rants about what he does. It's freaking fascinating, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but you're saying your buddy JP speaks to other dimensions. Oh, yeah. An al- uh, animal? Good memory, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, he's, I got my degree to... in communication studies, man. This is wow, what I do. Wow, nice, yeah. dude. From where? Um, University of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> University of Phoenix in person. Um, Arizona State. <laughs> uh, he talked to an animal medium once, and the, the guy talking to him for the first time was like, he, he knew the breed of dog no he jp told him the breed and told him the dog's name and then the guy was like well and he like tapped into whatever and he's like well he really likes the new space jp had moved like a couple weeks prior wait i'm sorry one more time jp was talking to the animal medium okay. and all the medium asked for was the dog's name and the breed okay. and the dog was like kind of sick and like uh jp was trying to figure out what's going on with him and so he talked to the medium gave the medium the name and the breed and the medium took his time and throughout the course of their conversation was giving him all the specific information that he couldn't have gotten unless he was actually tapping in to some type of energy, according to JP, such as he knew that they had just moved and the dog really liked all the new space that he had because he has a yard now. And like, how do you know that? Right. Like, yeah, you could guess. Right. You know, there's just certain things you can't. Yeah. But there's what, some things that, yeah. You what can't. I don't understand going off that like interdimensional play and just kind of like uh, other planets and this and that, and all these other things. I, I literally don't know anything about anything like at all. It's almost kind of scary. I live in my own <laughs> little bubble and like, dude, I was hearing Alex Chino and Reese talk last night during our meeting. We ended and then they were talking about health. And like, dude, they know their stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm, I know nothing about yeah, you do? anything. I thought you were pretty tapped into health stuff. I know. I know like the basics, but I don't know like, and then it goes through this and it hits that. And then oh, okay. like, like those guys listen to podcasts and all that stuff. I'm, I'm very generally, I'd like to think I'm somewhat intelligent just with life. Like stay away from sugar. Sure. Don't have a ton of carbs before bed. Like the, the basic stuff, but yeah. these guys know their stuff. Anyways, I know nothing about nothing, but if I were to, if I was in charge, yeah which hopefully doesn't happen. Why are we not putting all of our time, money and energy, literally all of it, not just some of it, like all of it towards 
space travel and finding out how to access these other dimensions and talking to these mediums and like why is that not more mainstream why is when you talk about this so like oh okay like well, the government has done a great job dude of, of misinformation is that what it is Have you, there's a documentary called mirage men about specific pro uh, programs that the government has and has had in the past so the example from that documentary was this guy saw a secret military flight, like a test flight for the secret project. And they had somebody tell him, oh, like the footage that he got of it. Oh, that looks like a, like a UFO. And so now he's spouting that it's a UFO to everybody. He started to believe that he saw a UFO because the military didn't want him to start describing a secret aircraft. And they didn't want it to get out that they were testing aircrafts in this location. And so that led to people thinking that this guy's a UFO nut. It kind of ruined the guy's life. And that added to the bigger uh, uh, picture of how people who have seen UFOs automatically get shot down. Flagged, yeah. You know? And so... Flagged is crazy. Yeah, flagged is crazy. And there's like a stigma now to... But... And and so like the UFO stuff... But I think... We should be looking at it more. There should be more scientists involved. And I also understand that maybe if the government has found a certain technology... They don't want to tell the public of course, because yeah. when you tell the public, you're telling your enemy. And that's, but that's the other thing too, is like taking that a step further. There's got to be a reason why they're not. Yeah. It make like, there has to be or else again, why are we not doing it? Yeah. There has to be something that's controlling us. Maybe there has to be. Why else would we not be doing it? What is it, dude? What's controlling us? Um, I don't know. I think it's our environment. What do you mean? I don't think there's somebody with a remote control controlling your movements. Controlling the simulation, though. If it is, there's not something controlling the entire environment. I, uh, it depends on what it is, because it could be so many things. I mean, it could be we could be a science project, dude. You know, where they're not controlling anything; they just added water to rocks, and they're this gigantic creature. You know, from Men in Black. Remember the aliens playing with the marbles at the end of Men in Black. I never saw it. It pulls out. You've never seen Men in Black? I haven't seen anything, bro. I told oh, you bro. own little reality. That's crazy. You have yeah. to see Men in Black. Um, at the end of the movie, we pull, we pull out from Will Smith. We pull out of New York. We're pulling through the clouds. Now we're pulling through space. We're pulling through the galaxy. We're pulling through the universe. And we finally pull out and emerge from a marble that's next to another marble with a bunch of galaxies and star stuff floating around. And those marbles get poured onto the ground by these two gigantic aliens that are just playing fucking marbles and we're in the marble. That's how small and insignificant we are. I, I believe that. I so think, something I think like that, that is, so um, maybe they don't want us to figure out about all these different things and all these different dimensions, all these aircrafts that can get us to these other dimensions, because then that puts the, if we're this big, that puts this at risk for affecting their environment. Yes. Yes. And, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one way of looking at it. Um, I just also think that it could just be like an experiment and a project and we could be just be loose right now. Free will, the the argument of whether or not there's free will is really interesting because um, like what, it, what just made me put my hand on the table? Is that like a lifetime of experience? Who wrote that book? Sam? Sam Harris. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to read his argument about it again, but... It's just really interesting because we could just be in a science experiment or we could be pre-programmed and controlled um, or we could be an accident that like no one knows about. It's just there are so many different 
Possibly. Again, that's why I just try not to think about it. And <laughs> I just live in my own reality, go to the beach later, and be like, this, this simulation ain't, ain't too bad. No, I think as far as simulations go, we're in a pretty cool one. I think everything's going to be fine. I think we're going to be okay, dude. I wish we could talk for longer, bro. Yeah, come back. <laughs> Bring Alex. I know, man. He's such a great conversationalist. Or we could have Nikki on. We could be the three of us. Nikki Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah, that could be, be cool. great, dude. I'm that super down. Cool. Um, yeah, bro. I uh, did. Yeah, I, we were talking about it last night. Like, what's the cap on a podcast? I don't think you can do one. Like, no, sixty minutes, dude. I could talk for six and a half hours. Right with now. a guest, yeah, yeah. With a guest, it's yeah. sick. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I feel so important right now. Like, it's we cool got shit. microphones. You got cool mics, dude. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are nice. Thanks, these man. are the industry standard, right? They're like they sure are. Four fifty a pop. SMB seven something. Uh, yeah, they're like four hundred each, I think. I got to get new arms, but the arms are doing their job, so maybe not. Um, yeah, man, it's cool. It's all growth. It's all learning. You know what I mean? Who the fuck knows what's going to happen next? I have no idea what will happen next. I don't know. I have no plans. I have no promises. I have no one that gives a shit about me, so I'm just going to keep That's on moving. That's not true. You know? It's not We're gonna true. We're going to keep cruising, dude. That's not true. We're going to keep evolving. I care about you. I care about you too, bro. For real? Yeah. Thanks, man. Don't cut this. Put this in. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. I'm not joking, man. We always talk about it, everybody at, at the house, man. We really do. We do love you, man. That's cool. Thanks, bro. And I think it's genuine love. It's not the fan like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, the fan stuff. Yeah, the yeah. fake love. You're very conscious. It's it's attractive, man. It's, um, it's rare because a lot of people with what we do are so not in the moment and not thinking about what they do and so numbed by the likes, comments, and the money and the... Yeah, you see people's motivations start to change. And I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money and being well off and stuff, but I just think, again, being conscious of stuff and being able to take a step back and being able to say I care about you and all that stuff, it, not that many people do that, and I like yeah. being around the people that do. Same. You know what Gary Vee said? We can end on a, on a Gary Vee quote. If you oh, want. goodness. Come on, dude. I know, you, <laughs> I know you're, the, you're Gary Vee, dude. Uh, Gary V said, if you're, um, what do you say? If you came from the dirt, you'll never be afraid of getting dirty. Or like, if you came from the dirt, you can embrace the dirt. It was a cool fucking quote, dude. I was a little buzzed the other Thank day when I that. read it. Thank and you, you know what that, I said bro. to myself? I was like, bro, am, am I about to start a tech business right now, Gary? Is that what I'm doing? And, uh, you're young, bro. You're young, you got bro. Time. <laughs> I did buy a couple sports cards because of Gary V and I'm really happy I did. Yeah, I got to go to therapy right now and talk about my real problems. That's I don't great, have problems, This bro. is my therapy, bro. That's what Alex was saying. He's like, people either go to therapy or they do this. Yeah. My problems are a joke, though, dude. My therapist, like, a couple weeks ago was like, you sure you want to come back? <laughs> like, it was kind of like... Seems like you're like, handling like, it well. Kind of like wasting my time type of thing. <laughs> like, it was literally a moment where we both started laughing. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I was talking to this girl, and then she likes this guy now. And he's like... Sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> and then one of my videos didn't do that well, so I was upset. Like, yeah. Everybody's got issues, man. We all have our own. It doesn't, issues, yeah. Man. Higher. It doesn't matter the tier of them. No, they're your problems. They're your problems. They problems exist. are problems, dude. Handle your problems. Handle your brain. Um, where can people find you? Everybody already knows, but just say it anyway. Dude, don't find me, man. Where can just live. Find you, just live. Just live. Yeah, they know where to find me. Stevie Emerson. Ladies and gentlemen, love you, dude. Love you, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me.
that's it. Episode 51 has come to a close. Guys, follow Stevie Emerson on Instagram at Stevie underscore Emerson is his personal at slappers only ig is the instagram page um keep up with their channel me and him are doing a bunch of videos all the time and uh they're doing some pretty cool stuff over there they got a couple of big projects that i'm really excited about i'm involved in a few of them and even the ones i'm not in are obviously awesome as well because those guys work really hard and they're super funny so highly recommend you follow the whole family over at slappers only ig everybody that's in their videos is uh is amazing and um Hey, enjoy your day. Did you drink enough water? I hope you did. And if you didn't, go get a glass of water right now, okay? All right. Guys, I love you so much. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.